How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Andrew Porter Show, 1259. You can tweet me at A-N-D underscore Porter. Joining me now is my former podcast partner, Scott Cret, Scotty Woods, Scotty Books. What's up, Scott? How much, man? Uh, thanks for having me on. Welcome in. Welcome in. Scott it's is. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Scott's a former NFL. What? What? How would you describe I it? I was a financial advisor. Financial advisor. Members. He's also very knowledgeable when it comes to gambling, I'll say, and props and over unders. And we do this. We do this preview show pretty much. Last year was probably like the first year we haven't done it. But we've been doing it for, I guess, you know, almost five years now. I yeah, feel like. Much. I had to step away yeah. as I um, went kind of into the business. But uh, some situations changed. Now I'm back uh, back home here in Philly working on uh, some other things. And uh, it's good to be able to get back on the air with you. 888-729-9494 if you want to get in. We're going to run through. Well, first of all, okay, so Scott has a great theory that I've adopted. And it's the quarterback coach theory. And what we do is before the season, we sort of rank, not sort of, we rank every team, coach and quarterback. We rank them, and I think you did this on a 1 to 10 scale for each for coach and quarterback, and we rank the best tandems. And usually that plays a big influence in how we project these teams to finish for the season. And it normally works out well. There's obviously a strong correlation. Now, some coaches and some quarterbacks, there's more debate on than others. But um, let's let's take a look at your rankings here. Maybe I'll post them on Twitter after the show. But let's go quarterback-coach tandem, and let's go through. Start from 32, and we'll work our way down the list. So so start, start at 32. The worst quarterback-coach tandem in the NFL. The worst quarterback tandem in the NFL. Okay. The worst, I have a three-way tie with Chicago with eight. I gave the quarterback situation a three, the coach a five. Five usually kind of the low, the lowest I'll go on a coach unless they're really bad. And, and, and just a little background, this, this to me is more like um, has to do with like being able to win the Super Bowl, not, not necessarily making the playoffs. And I, I kind of adopted this theory years ago. Um, Bill Simmons has since kind of, Ran with it. Really? Uh, yeah, stole, yeah. You're, you're claiming it. that Bill Simmons yeah, stole your theory? for me. Um, back when I was, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old, you'd notice that, you know, teams <laughs> like, you know, Brady and Belichick and the Steelers and even, like, the Saints that one year, it was always the teams that won the Super Bowl had strong coach, strong quarterback, strong intangibles, um, which is a little hard to quantify, but, you know, I try a little bit. Um, so who, do, who was their bottom three? So my bottom three is a three-way tie between – Chicago, Cleveland, and Jacksonville. Chicago, Cleveland, and Jacksonville. All with threes for the quarterback, five for the coach. Okay, so I'll just to argue a little bit. I like I like Trubisky a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously rookie quarterback. I mean, it wouldn't have that much higher, but I kind of like Trubisky a little bit. I'm high on Trubisky, higher on Trubisky and the Bears than the than the consensus public. I'll say. I don't hate it. Um, I just think as a rookie. Yeah. Um, Who's their coach? John Fox. Yeah, you're not very good. Not a huge fan. No, me neither. Um, this is more for this year as opposed to the the future, where Fair. guys like. You know, like Jameis Winston, Mariota's, the Wentz's. I, I don't have them ranked too high because I don't think they're quite ready yet. Um, it, it's more of this year thing as opposed to the future. Um, All right, who do you I, got next on the... The tw- next one's kind of surprising because this team won the Super Bowl two years ago, but it's Denver uh, with Trevor Simeon and a new coach, uh, yep. Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. Yeah. No, Vance McDonald's a tight end. <laughs> Vance Joseph. Vance, Vance Joseph. Joseph. Close enough that... <laughs> Shows and then um, I agree. I think that's that. You can argue they're the worst. Tan- mm-hmm. I mean, Simeon and, and I mean I, Joseph. Who knows? But ugh. Mm-hmm. they and have good skill players. Right behind them is the Jets. Who, uh, you know, they're it, it's all the the bottom teams. Are, right, they're all grouped together. Um, I guess Todd Bowles boosts them over, but they yeah, I have gave the him, worst. I gave him a six. Okay, and, uh, I actually have them as the worst quarterback rating. Yeah. at two point five. I think most people agree with that. Yeah. 2.5 is generous. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. Okay, going from the bottom up here. Um, I kind of have it out of order, but. Oh, you have it scrambled? Yeah, based yeah. On well, teams? I did the bottom five and top five. Okay. Um, do you want the top five? Or do no, you not yet. Just do the best. Okay. Give um, me some middle teams here. Some middle teams. All right, I can go from the bottom up. I have Kansas City. Um, that's an interesting one towards the bottom. Uh, I gave Reed a six just because knowing what uh, – you're not a Reed guy. No, he doesn't do it in the playoffs. So that that um, factors in. I gave Alex Smith a four. Um, Mahomes maybe has potential, but as far as being able to win the Super Bowl this year, I just have a hard time seeing Alex Smith as uh, as being that guy. I agree. Um, I don't like Smith at all. I like Reed mm-hmm. a little bit more than you, but I don't like Kansas City this year, and I don't like Alex mm-hmm. Smith. They got a lot worse skill-wise. I think Travis Kelsey's a bit overrated, and you know they lost Spencer Ware already. I don't love Kansas City this year. Mm-hmm. And then t- tied with them, I have uh, Buffalo, uh, Tyrod Taylor, and new coach Doug McDermott. New coaches are always kind of the hardest, so I, right. I usually kind of give them in the middle there. And um, who else? Minnesota, uh, Sam Bradford. Again, kind of the same story. Don't I really, see. That's yeah. an interesting. That's a little point of contention there, I guess. What'd you give Bradford, and what'd you give Zimmer? I gave Bradford a five and Zimmer a five and a half. See, I think Bradford is better than Alex Smith. So I, I would I would give Bradford a six and a half, and I would give Zimmer around a six and a half as well. Okay, so I'm higher. a little bit higher on. Minnesota. I did have Bradford higher than Smith. Oh, okay, you gave Smith the four. Sorry, right? Yeah, sorry. Um, um, I I I like Minnesota's offense this year. I like. Stefan Diggs, I like Dalvin Cook, I like Kyle Rudolph, I like Adam Thielen. I think they have a good dearth of weapons. Their offensive line is a little bit better. Latavius Murray, they they have some weapons there. Their defense is solid. I think they have a chance to be pretty good this year. And surprise, I mean, they were good for a while last year, and then everything kind of hit the fan. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't hate Zimmer, and I don't hate their talent. It's just that's I have a hard time seeing Sam Bradford winning the Super Bowl. Right. Um, I have Cincinnati next. Um. Marvin Lewis actually got my worst score <laughs> um, just because I know he's not going to be able to kind of come through in the playoffs. He's shown it time and time again. Andy Dalton, similarly, similarly not a great score there either. Right. Um, 
Going along the line, I have um, Philly next. Um, you have us next. Yeah. Well, the coach. So what's uh, that? We're like six point five and five. Six point five for Carson. Yeah, I, I gave him Dak um, six point fives. Jameis Cousins, uh, Mariota sevens, just to kind of like judge where you know that's fair. where those guys are at. That's just I, I don't. I don't. We have to see it first from Carson. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are, are really excited about him, and I am too. But um, he didn't have a great season last year. It was. It was mm-hmm. fine. It was it was solid for a rookie, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't light the world on fire. And usually kind of like the arc with those guys go is that, um, you know, they have to lose first. Right. You, know, you have to get to the conference final, you know, conference championship before you can get to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so then we got a kind of another grouping here of uh, Dallas, which just kind of comes in low because I don't give Garrett too high of a score. No, he's not very good. Uh, Washington, which Cousins has a decent score. Gruden, not so much. Um, kind of the same story with Detroit, with Stafford and uh, Jim Caldwell. Oh, Caldwell stinks. Yeah. Oakland, same thing. Um, like Derek Carr a little bit. Del Rio's okay. Right. Um, and then Miami, I have right there. I, I actually don't hate Oh, you Butler. have Miami higher than Washington, Dallas, the, and They're Oakland. all the same. Okay. They're all the same. Okay. Um. I don't hate Cutler either. He kind of mm-hmm. gets a bad rep, and I think he fits what they want to do a little bit better than Tannehill. But Devontae Parker, he kind of he might be able to sling the ball around a little bit. I don't I don't hate Cutler in that Miami offense. Yeah, I've always thought Cutler was a, a little underrated, just kind of given the situations he's been in. Um, I think you can win with Cutler. He has a big NFL arm. Yeah, right? I don't think him and Stafford are too different. Right. Um, yeah, I actually think he's an upgrade from Tannehill. Um, that's that'd be my hot take on the Dolphins. Um, and then next year it will kind of be like my my contenders a little bit, uh, or or like the tier below, like the true contenders, right? Um, like ten to five range, right? Right, would be the uh, the Chargers, um, just because I I believe in Philip Rivers. Me too. Um, the Giants just get a good score because of uh, Eli's done it and. Um, don't love the coach, but don't hate him. Um, Atlanta, uh, Super Bowl last year. Tampa Bay comes in a little bit behind um, Atlanta. So you're kind of down on Atlanta. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't I love agree. Gus Bradley. Yeah. Um, Gus Bradley's their coach. Not Gus Bradley. He's no. the other bald guy. Yeah. Um, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. I yeah. like Gus Bradley actually. Yeah. Now you said that. Um, but I'm down on Atlanta this year too. I think they overachieved last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. Tampa Bay, you have it right under them. Mm-hmm. Indy is in there just because I give Luck a high score. Right, um, but he's not might not but be. Pagano helpful. is a a really low score. Um, Four point five tied with Marvin Lewis for the worst. Then yeah. we have our top five, right? Then we have. So do your There's top. There's one more before oh. the top five is Carolina. In that same tier. Okay. Of. Fringe contenders. So then you have New England, Green Bay, Pittsburgh. Those are your top three. Number one is New England. Number two is Pittsburgh. Tie at three with uh, New Orleans and Seattle. New Orleans gets a high score. New Orleans Reason always gets and a high Peyton. score, yeah. Yeah, and they've done it. And They're it, always the dark horse. Like if there's mm-hmm. a, That's a really good point because if there's a team that you know, you want to put money on or you know, take a take a shot on. 
that NFC North division or South division, excuse me, is kind of wide open. I mean, you have Carolina, Atlanta's good, Carolina's good, Tampa Bay's good, and New Orleans. New Orleans, you never know. I mean, they they have Mark Ingram, they have AP now, they have Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn. They have talent, mm-hmm. crazy talent on offense. If their defense gets better, they they could win that division. It's not crazy. Yeah, they're one of those teams that could go four and twelve or twelve and four. Exactly, every year. exactly. Um, and then kind of a tie for the last two spots is another kind of weird team that gets a high score is Baltimore, because um, Flacco's done it. I like Harbaugh and um, and yeah. Green Bay, which is inflated by Rodgers, deflated by McCarthy. So I think Baltimore and New Orleans are the... And those teams have won Super Bowls. Yeah, I think they're the two data points here that matter. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everyone would put Green Bay, Pittsburgh, New England, they're the front runners. Oh, Seattle. You have yeah, Seattle, I said Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Yeah. yeah, but Baltimore and New Orleans are the kind of the two dark horse teams that, that are in that top tier that are good enough to win a to literally win the Super Bowl. Though both of those teams could conceivably win the Super Bowl and no one's talking about them. Yeah, so kind of the um What about Tennessee? I think I skipped them. They were yeah. kind of in that second that Tampa tier, Bay range. The Tampa Bay tier. Yeah, yeah we're a little jumbled here. Right. But kind of just like the overall point here is like to me like a team like Baltimore or New Orleans or even like the Giants in my eyes has a better chance at winning the Super Bowl than say like an Oakland, a Kansas City you know, one of these teams that may have a better regular season, like a team like Oakland kind of always goes 12-4 and four every year. There's always one of those teams. But are they true contenders to, to make the leap? Probably not. I agree. It's an interesting chart. 888-729-9494. We have Baltimore and New Orleans, I guess, as our dark horse. Do you like Baltimore and New Orleans this year? If you, had a, if you, you know, separate this chart and say, you know, what, let's see, they're over. Baltimore is over under nine wins. And New Orleans is at, let me check, New Orleans, I think they're around seven and a half, eight. So Baltimore's at nine and New Orleans is eight. Baltimore's had injuries, which is a little tough, but I do like them uh, just because I believe in their infrastructure. Uh, New Orleans probably a little more so, even though they, they've been bad the last few years. Um, I kind of have a feeling with Adrian Peterson that he's going to be that he's going to be back. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I might no. be wrong. I agree with you. I'm um, always on New Orleans. Yeah. I tend to like always follow that. I just see Drew Brees letting it up indoors. I see that, that New Orleans offense. Mm-hmm. I love Ted Ginn indoors this year. I just think he's going to run crazy. So they have mm-hmm. Snead and Michael Thomas to compliment him. Kobe Fleener, Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Adrian Peterson. I mean, that's seven weapons I just mm-hmm. named. Their offense, it's, this is as explosive as their offense has been in a while, I think. I like their offense. I really I agree. do. It is a tough division. It is a tough division. Uh-huh. But I don't think Tampa Bay is as good as people make them out to be, and I don't know that Carolina is that good either. I mean, I think they're better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. But I can, can I totally think um, Atlanta and New Orleans could be battling for that division title. Kind of like those old games those three old, years yeah. ago when they would, yeah. they would get into those 48 to 45 shootouts. Tampa Bay is very trendy this year. Mm-hmm. Don't know that I love them. And Baltimore, I could see. Always ba- have to be wary of the trendy teams. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I love Tampa. I like Tampa Bay. I do like their talent, but I'm um, not sure I love them to win games. Baltimore, I like to be a wild card team. I think Pittsburgh's really, really good this year. I mean, I Pittsburgh's agree. really good defensively, underrated defensively. And if Martavius Bryant's back, I mean, I'd be hard-pressed to find a team better than the Steelers, talent-wise. They're just they're insane. If Roethlisberger stays healthy, um, 
So I think Baltimore is second best in that division and has a chance to be the wild card team at nine and seven or th- even ten and six. But I think Pittsburgh wins 12, 12 plus games. Yeah, I still see Pittsburgh as the as the, the, as the best threat mm-hmm. um, to New England. And I kind of just as a career, um, I can envision Roethlisberger getting one more. I just think he's really good, and they're they haven't won a Super Bowl in a while. I, I could see them getting one in the next few years. Um, but yeah, I think if Baltimore is one of those kind of teams. Kind of like the Giants, you know, that if they, they get in, you know, they're they're capable of making a run. They weren't too far off a couple of years ago. People forget they had uh, New England on the ropes and um, kind of let that game go. Um, that's actually happened a couple times with them, but more recently, two years ago. Fantasy-wise, do you who do you like Baltimore and New Orleans-wise? I mean, I mentioned Ted Ginn, a guy who I really like as a late-round, mid, mid to late-round wide receiver. I love Ted Ginn this year. I have him on most of my teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I drafted Ingram a little bit. I like Ingram. I like Alvin Kamara late. I really like any of the Saints players. I really do. I like Michael Thomas. I know he's going early. So pretty much any of this. Kobe Fleener, I think, is a nice tight end this year. I mean, he's going later because he struggled last year. I really like all tight, all Saints offensive players in fantasy. Uh, and for Baltimore, I think Macklin's going to be solid in PPR, but I don't know that I love any uh, Baltimore Ravens offensively other than Macklin. Yeah, for fantasy, I think Macklin is just a good player, and I think he's going to have a good year, kind of like that Steve Smith role last year where right. Steve Smith um, quietly had like a pretty good year, um, should soak up a lot of catches, like you said, in, in PPR. But, yeah, for New Orleans, I think uh, fantasy-wise, I mentioned him earlier, but I think there's a chance. Okay. I mean, Adrian Peterson, uh, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's only two years removed from being uh, you know, an all-pro caliber player. I think he's worth a a dart throw it like, you know, the sixth, seventh round, wherever he's going just for the chance that he's the old Adrian Peterson and, um, you know, could win you your league. Especially in standard leagues too, because he can easily, if he's healthy, he's going to have double digit touchdowns. You think, I mean, Mm -hmm. why not? Um, and a name in Baltimore, I'll throw out a guy, a sleeper who I would take a flyer on late, late round dart throw. Maybe my last pick, is Baltimore running back Javorius Allen because they have they they're really like their running back situation is really bad. I mean Woodhead's going to be their pass catching running back and obviously he's a good PPR play. He's always solid, but they have Terrence West as their starting early down back right now. Javorius Allen's a third year back who's really talented. He just hasn't had the opportunity. So um, I don't know. I guess West will be fine if he starts, but I'm kind of betting that Allen wins that job eventually. So maybe eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Um, on the other side, we're going to do some over-unders and take your calls. We'll do some more Eagles talk as well. Andrew Porter and Scott Cret, WIP Sports Times 118. 123, Andrew Porter show. We're doing an NFL preview till 2. Then it's Big Daddy. Scott Cret is with me. Mike Angelina is behind the glass. Um, we're talking a little fantasy football. And if you want to get your fantasy football questions in, if you have draft questions, lineup questions, 888-729-9494, we'll answer them. If you, if not, and you want to get in, please give us a NFL bold prediction. Could be Eagles, could be NFL related, could be both. But an, an NFL bold prediction, we're just, what, uh, six, less than seven days away from the NFL opener next Thursday. Mike, you're on WIP. What's up, Mike? Yeah, what's going on, Andrew? I haven't talked to you in a while. How you doing? Going well. Hope you are as well. Thanks. Hey, I, I have to say this. I would fancy question. I think Mike Wallace is a good late round pickup. 
I didn't mention him in Baltimore, but um, yeah, I think he's a little bit undervalued. No one likes him. He's not sexy, but he always produces. You look, you look at his last like two, three seasons. He's had over a thousand yards. You yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, I picked him up real late in the draft, but I got. Uh, I was trying to think. I I had the twelfth pick in my draft. We had a twelve team league. Mm-hmm. I think I, I had one of the best best drafts. I mean, I got, I got like Jordy Nelson and right off the bat, Jordy Nelson and Melvin Gore, my first two picks. Uh, Melvin Gordon at thirteen is pretty late. Is it PPR or standard? Yeah, it is PPR. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I, Gordon. That's pretty late for Gordon, and you got Nelson. I like that start. Yeah, and then I then I got uh, Doug Baldwin and Baldwin. Uh, Carlos Hyde for my next picks. I like that. That's pretty strong. Yeah, I, I would say for first four, it isn't bad at all. And I think I got I think I got Devers D. Um, the fact I, that I did pick up I, my last pick, I picked was Kamar because I thought right. he was to be a good late late pick. It's a good flyer, but the fact that you got Gordon at thirteen and then Baldwin in the third round on the way back is pretty amazing. Baldwin and I got Ball Powell in the, in the in the fifth round, I believe. Wow, yeah, he looks good. good yeah, and my tight ends a little weak. I got Eifert. He gets injured a lot, so I just had to take a flyer because everybody jumped on the tight ends a little early. Yeah, that's okay. He should be he should be solid. He scores touchdowns. Who's your and quarterback? I got the Browns tight end. Tight end of my backup. I just figure this throw some guys in there, see what happens, you know. But I picked up John Brown off the waiver wire. I was surprised he was out there. I think he could be decent if he stays healthy. Yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Arizona. He's been up and down, but yeah, he's interesting. He had two touchdowns in that preseason game. How's your How's your team turn out? Pretty good. Yeah, a bunch of different teams. My WIP team is pretty yeah, good WIP. because I had um, the second pick, so I had Le'Veon Bell. So then it was smooth sounds. And in that league, it's a PPR league where we yep. start three receivers and a flex. So basically four yep. receivers. So I just wow, drafted I drafted five straight wide receivers to load up at the wide receiver because I believe in I mean, with a PPR league, people under I think undervalue receivers and go too much with their running backs. Yeah, exactly. And then I just take late dart throws on. And I got Sproles, so he could be my RB2 and, and with Bell, and I'm fine. Yeah, there's always that one person that takes that ridiculous pick. There's a guy who took Sproles in the third round early. Like, yeah, Philly oh, draft. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody drafted the guys that were injured. Nobody's paying attention, like Edelman and Ware and uh, Cam Hurd. All those guys are out for a year. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny, you know. But, you know, what, what do you think? Pumphrey goes long? He goes IR or, is he, or do they cut him? Um, thanks for the call, Mike. I don't think they do either. I think he just makes the team. I don't. Think I don't know. I think Pumphrey makes the team. I think Clement might, might make the team as the fifth running back, but I think Pumphrey is the fourth running back. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Scott Cret with me. We're doing NFL preview. All right, let's run through these teams. We're going to do some over unders, and then if you have like a bold prediction um, on each team, we'll we can do that as well. So first, uh, we'll just go alphabetical order. I have these over unders per odd shark. And Mike, if you want to jump in here too, and if you have any. Um, opinions on any of these things we can just throw them out there but arizona cardinals is eight and uh man <laughs> i'll let you start i don't know um well i'd lean over just because i kind of subscribe to the theory that um usually in the nfl it, it so happens that teams that overachieve one year underachieve the next year overachieve you know you see that pattern right um kind of like arizona uh carolina like last year were down years the year before were up years so um, I would tend to say that, that they bounce back, but uh, they have a lot riding. And this will kind of lean into my bold prediction. They have a lot riding on David Johnson, and uh, if something happens to him, they're in trouble. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm very high on, obviously David Johnson's a stud if he's healthy, 
Um, he had his huge workload last year, mm-hmm. something I'm a little scared about. I mean, he is a little bit injury-prone, so I'm a little reluctant there. But I do like their passing attack this year. I think Palmer has a bounce-back season. Fitz is a stud, especially in PPR. I even like J.J. Nelson and John Brown as late-round flyers. So I, I do like their aerial attack, whether they're good or bad. Like David Johnson could get hurt, but I still think their passing attack puts up big fantasy numbers. It's kind of how I say it. I can see that. Mike, over under eight on Arizona? I'd go under. Palmer's going to be 38. He is 38. This season. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I just, too much can go wrong. And like you said with David Johnson, I, I see too much going wrong uh, more than right. That's fair. Um, Atlanta is nine and a half. And I'm going to take the over, but it's close. I'll say they win 10 games. Yeah, I like this over. I mean, I don't love it just because they're in a tough division, but I, I think their offense is legit, and I really like uh, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman. I, uh, I, w- I would lean over. Julio had a ridiculous amount of, for his volume, his like touchdown efficiency numbers were really low last year. I think he has a big touchdown season. I drafted him in our league. I think he has double-digit touchdowns this year. I don't think Coleman and Freeman put, put, put up as big numbers. I think Julio is the guy to own in the Atlanta Falcons offense. Um, Baltimore Ravens, nine. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of committed to this over, right, <laughs> yeah. based on the first section uh, segment. So I guess I'll go over. But I like that over. They're yeah. going to beat up on Cleveland. They should beat up on, I mean, Cincinnati could take a step back this year conceivably. I know they have nice weapons in Cincinnati, but you never know. I like Baltimore's over. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot, me and you, kind of off-air about, like, good organizations and sports and right. management. And I, I do think Baltimore's a good organization, so maybe I'm a little bit of a sucker for that. But Mike, are you with us? Uh, I think it's more likely they, they play 500 ball or, like, 7-9. and nine, So I'd Lean I'm under? Not, yeah, I'm not confident, but I'd go under. Bills at 6. Um, Man. This is not a good football team, and they could trade Tyrod Taylor and, and start the other Peterman at any moment. So I would I would lean under. I would not put any money near the over. But I mean, they they could win seven games if they're if Tyrod plays sixteen. But I would go under. Yeah, I would agree. It seems like they're punting on the season based off kind of these trades. It's so weird these trades. Like they're not tanking because they're trading Ronald Darby. Like it's just the weirdest thing. I n- I don't understand. Some they of traded for an expiring Jordan Matthews. Yeah, like, that's not a tanking move. No, it's not a tanking move at all. And you don't really. Another team just made a wacky move too. Um, a trade that that people were like they're tanking. I'm like, yeah, but they're not tanking. I forget I forget the trade. Maybe it was Vance McDonald trade. No. I don't know. I forget. But um, yeah. What do you got? You go under. Yeah, I'd go under. I mean, uh, there was also that story with the GM where they kind of fired him like the day after that draft. So they seemed like kind of like a mess. What about Lashawn McCoy in fantasy this year? Um, I'm a little wary of just in, in general. Twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, just you. You never know with those guys. Like you know, Jamal Charles a couple right. of years ago. Peterson Mike. Assuming he gets thirteen, fourteen games, Lashawn McCoy is going to go over ten thousand career rushing yards this year just kind of it's it's spectacular and uh i don't think it's kind of mentioned enough no he's an incredible he's had an incredible career um and if he's healthy like he should see incredible volume for that offense even if they're losing his receptions should be up too right so well if a bad offense he'll get checked down check down yeah he'll have he'll have a bunch of catches i don't think his touchdown numbers will be there but his yardage and catches should give you a safe enough floor to to warrant a first-round draft pick. 
Um, Carolina Panthers, eight and a half. Seems high. I mean, I think they're going to be better than they were last year, but I don't know that they're going to win nine games. Uh, I would take the under. Yeah, I would lean over just kind of based off regression. Interesting. Um, but I am a yeah. little nervous about the whole Cam running. Thing. I don't he, love Cam. He's been um, – his rushing has is, is, um, ticked down, it seems, seemingly every year. Um, and I think that's a big attempts. part of his game. Yeah, his, his rushing attempts, just kind of s- right. saving his legs, and I think that impacts them. I think know? the public loves Christian McCaffrey too, and I think he's a great running back, but he's not going to improve their win total. Like, he's not going to all of a sudden – wins above replacement. He's not going to come in and make them a 12-win team. He's just, he's a rookie scat back, so um, I so, don't know. So uh, every – I think I'm correct on this. Every NFC South team's over-under is at least eight. I would just bet the under on all four teams, and you're guaranteed to make money. I mean, not necessarily. They're not all going eight and eight. They right? could. I mean, that it happened could, in the could, NFC East a couple years ago. Yeah, twelve and four, ten and six, nine and seven, eight and eight. I think somebody will. Yeah. Odds are you're going to make money. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. With I, I would agree too. Chicago is a point of contention for me. Not a point of contention, but a a lock. For me, and that's the over five and a half for the Chicago Bears. Disgusting team that that the public absolutely hates. Chicago Bears have a top 10 offensive line. They have a rookie quarterback who is better than people think in Mitchell Trubisky. Cameron Meredith injury does not help my case here, but I think with Kendall Wright, Kevin White. Kevin White's good. He's he's all right. I don't love him, but like I think he, he's talented. That's what, Yeah, you're right. He's talented. He just hasn't yeah. shown it. Um, we got hurt, yeah. Kendall Wright is reliable, and they signed another receiver that I'm forgetting. Um, under the radar guy, there's they have another a third receiver who's solid. Jordan Howard's a solid running back. He I was think, wasn't Howard second in rushing last year? He was, or it was I don't know if he's second, but he was up there. He was there. up there. Yeah, yeah they they, uh, they got Marcus Wheaton and Victor Cruz. Victor right, Cruz, right. Victor Cruz, yeah. So. I think that's a, a nice dearth of talent that people are really, really down on the Bears like they're Cleveland or the Jets bad. They're not that bad. Six wins is very plausible in the NFC North. Yeah, I like the idea of going uh, against the for, the, for the team that everyone hates. So I think there is some value in that. But I personally don't have a good deal on this <laughs> team. I think they might stink. <laughs> they might. Um, Cincinnati. Is eight and a half, and that's an interesting one, man. They really could go any way, really, really could. I mean, you have John Ross, you have Joe Mixon, you have some talented, flashy players, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, Jeremy Hill. I mean, their weapons are insane. Dalton could bounce back. So I, the case for nine-plus wins for them is easy, um, but I think I would lean under, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're due for a um, you know first-round playoff exit. If they didn't do it last year, um, <laughs> seems to happen every other year or Two out of every three years or so. I would say over. I think they bounce back. Mike? I actually think they're kind of due for a year where, like, the the team just implodes and Andy Dalton struggles or gets hurt and plays, like, five games. Time to start over. Marvin Lewis loses everything. I could see that. Marvin Lewis's final season. First coach to be fired odds, Marvin Lewis. Well, he's the uh, second longest tenured coach in the NFL, right? Yeah, he's done. This is it. Oh, under. You just convinced me. Um, Cleveland is another one I love over four and a half is just Cleveland is an improved NFL talented team. Duke Johnson, Isaiah Crowell, Corey Coleman, uh, 
Nduque, what's his name, the tight end they drafted. And I think they have a respectable defense. They it's do not have a respectable defense. It's not a laughing stock defense. It's like not it laughing stock. I like Hugh Jackson. I like Deshaun Kaiser. A lot of people seem to like Deshaun Kaiser. I know he's a rookie, thrown into the fire, but we're only asking him to win five games. Not like we're asking him to win seven or eight games. Um, and if Cincinnati's as bad as we might think, may, you know, I, I think five wins is they they look they they had an unlucky season last year. I think five wins is totally possible. And and if Josh Gordon comes back, forget about it. Well, you know I'm a big Josh Gordon guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll always hold on to Are that. Are you with me, though? Am I, I'm right on the Browns here, or am I wrong? I like Kaiser. Yeah, I yeah. with you. Yeah? Yeah. Not, you're not confident, though? Not confident. It seems like they're they're getting a little trendy. Right. Um, they are trendy. They're over over 4.5 is minus 130. Mm-hmm. So Dallas is at 9.5. The Zeke thing is bouncing back and forth. But 9.5 seems like, seems like a fair line. I definitely think they'll regress from last year, but they did win 12 games last year, so they, they can reg- regress and win 9 or 10. Um, I, that's where I think they'll be, 9 or 10. 10 would be bad for the Eagles. Um, I don't know. Your thoughts on Dallas? Yeah, a lot of turnover in the defense, which I defense think is, uh, yeah. is is pretty risky. Dak had very little turnovers last year, so... Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you, nine or ten, but I do think Dak is good. Me too. And um, everybody thinks you know, Dak is good, except for Philadelphia. Yeah, but uh, Dak is good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean Carson Wentz is bad, but Dak is good. I think their volume, like I love Dak and Dez in fantasy this year because their defense stinks. I think they'll have more negative game scripts. Zeke will be suspended for at least a few games. You'd think they're going to throw a lot more, and and Dak's efficiency numbers will come down as interceptions will go up. But his, his total yardage and his touchdowns will also go up uh, as well. And I think Dak, Dez, Cole Beasley, I love him PPR. Even Witten is a solid tight end you can get late. I really like Dallas's passing offense and fantasy this year for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I think they're contenders again. Denver Broncos is 8.5. Um, the unders minus 155. Hmm. Yeah, tough division. Yeah. Uh, people are giving San Diego a lot of credit. I don't think Simeon is horrible. No. Um, I kind of think Paxton Lynch might be really bad. Um, I know you're a Paxton Lynch guy. No, I, I, it doesn't I, look good for nah, him. No, nah. no. Um, if they make that, I'm switch. coming off that a little bit. Yeah, he's hurt, um, but their he's defense hurt. is really good. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to get they a won good nine games. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl two years. Right, right, and they have good skill players. They have a, the division is interesting. Like you said, San Diego people are high on, but Kansas City could be bad. They could win nine games. Wouldn't sure. be shocked. Detroit is at eight. You have here playoff sleeper, Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They're not a sexy team. Um, but I think Stafford's good. I mean, they have pretty much the same team back uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, plus, you know, getting Amir Abdullah potentially back. Amir Abdullah back. They drafted uh, Kenny Galladay, who yeah, everyone's Martin raving Jones, about. another year in the system. Um, yeah, I don't see why they can't be another wild card. Ebron team. is a breakout candidate. Yeah. They have a lot of weapons, too. A just lot a of team teams people... have a lot of weapons. Man. Yeah, they're just a team that, that people generally don't like shy away from. Yeah. yeah, I like their over, too, actually. I, I'm a Stafford apologist. I, I think you can win with them. Their defense isn't terrible, either. Darius Slay is, is a really good cornerback. Uh, I, their coach stinks. That's yeah. what gets me. I mm-hmm. think their coach is holding them back. I don't know. That, that, that's a hot take with Jim Caldwell. Just, I can't see him hoisting a Lombardi trophy ever. Stafford totally looks like a guy that will win a Super Bowl, though. Like, he looks like a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, physically. I could see it. Yeah. I don't know that he'll ever win one, but, like, I can't ever see 
highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Well, deservedly so. He's in that sweet spot, 28 years old, but it doesn't mean he's the best player. People get that confused. But, like, I always look at that, like, if if they look like a quarterback. Like, Eli Manning never thought he would win a Super Bowl just because he'd look, look at him. Like, he doesn't look like he's going to win one, but I was wrong. No, but along those lines with Stafford, uh, if they're down six with a minute 30 left and they're, you know, they need to go 80 yards, I have, like, I have confidence that he will lead a yeah. good comeback drive. That's a good like, point. He, he does that often, in fact. They're never really out of games because their offense can score so quickly. Like, they go through dry spells, their offense, but then on the flip side, they, they can get hot. They're never really out of games. Like, even against Green Bay, you know, they're about three-point underdogs at Green Bay or something, mm-hmm. six-point underdogs. They're never out of games. So they're an interesting team. Green Bay, speaking of Green Bay, uh, over under 10. It's hard to go under on Green Bay. I mean, I, I don't I don't see them winning nine games. They, they, they're like a lock for 10 every year. Yeah, that was when we talked about locks off air. That was one of my one of my locks, just because it seems like 10 is, seems to be the floor uh, every year. 12, you know, 11, just seems like a safe bet to me. My general rule of thumb, if I'm playing non-PPR fantasy football league, standard leagues, is just get as many good offensive get pieces of as many good teams as possible because touchdowns are going to win you your leagues Packers Patriots Saints Seahawks I mean those are the teams that, that those are the players I want Steelers I don't want uh Bilal Powell because while he might be the Jets lead back his touchdown upside is basically four or five touchdowns so I'd rather have a guy like AP where his touchdown upside is 12 touchdowns and that's where you get your points in standard leagues well you know I agree with that theory based <laughs> off my team last year I Started Tom Brady, LeGarrette Blunt, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski. Yes. And it worked out. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, draft all Patriots. You'll be fine. Houston, yeah, exactly. unless you drafted Edelman, then you're not fine. Right. But then you pick up Hogan, and you're fine again. Um, Houston mm-hmm. is over under eight and a half, and I love Bill O'Brien. I love this Houston team. They're not sexy. Their quarterback situation sucks. That's the only thing that's holding me up, and it could get Bill O'Brien fired. I like Deshaun Watson. I've been a Deshaun Watson apologist. He's been really bad in preseason, but I do like Deontay Foreman. I like Lamar Miller at DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. They're they're very well put offensively, except for quarterback. Love the coach. Don't like the quarterback. Uh, I would lean under, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't get the Bill O'Brien side. He hasn't he made the playoffs every year? Yeah, he's in been Houston great. with Without no quarterbacks. Quarterback. Yeah, but um, people don't. He should be getting a raise. But in my people opinion. don't. Don't, what's the word? Bake that into the equation here when when analyzing coaches. They just think you have to win. Should I, dare I bring up Voldemort? But they think that, you know, Chip Kelly was like, oh, you have to win. But I'm like, his quarterback's Mark Sanchez and Mike Vick. It's just hard to win. I I can't start evaluating coaches really until they get a quarterback. That's kind of how I look at it. And O'Brien's done such a good job without a quarterback. Where... Yes, yeah. um, Osweiler last year. It's a shame. But they're starting uh, Tom Savage, right? Yep. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, you could throw him right in with those <laughs> other names, and he would blend perfectly in. Not good. Um, yeah, I would um, Yeah, probably lean under. It's just, I guess. just tough. To yeah, that's a weird with, team. With the quarterback dragging you down. Colts are at nine. You know, you have Luck, who's injured. Their offensive line's not good. Skilled players are great. Marlon Mack and Frank Gore and Hilton and Moncrief, Jack Doyle. But I don't know about Luck. So, I, w- I mean, obviously no one's touching this until we know about Luck. But uh, if Luck is healthy, I think they have, a, they have a Super Bowl 
chance be just because luck's that good. But I don't I don't know that they do. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I kinda have a feeling kinda um like uh the producer was saying, um, with Cincinnati just with, with Chuck Pagano that um I could see things really falling apart for them and, and I don't think he's a very good coach. Uh they continue to put luck in jeopardy. Um I think they need to really do a better job of um, you know, getting a good coach and supporting casting there. Could see it blowing up, but could see luck being good enough to carry them. True. All right. Um. Wait. Did I? I'm over. I'm way over. Right. We need a break here. All right. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. I get caught up here. One final segment, and we'll finish up these over unders. Andrew Porter, WIP Sports Times one forty four. Andrew Porter Show one forty nine. Finishing up our NFL preview. I'm Scott Kretz with me. Let me take Tim real quick. Tim, let's talk fantasy. What's up, Tim? Hey, Andrew, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I just wanted to know if you heard the latest on the Ezekiel Elliott business. Yeah, I, I just t- touched on it earlier, and uh, thanks for the call. I'll, I'll mention it again. The NFL Director of Investigations, she reportedly testified at the hearing. The appeals hearing ended today. She says that Ezekiel Elliott should not be suspended, which is allowing most to believe his suspension will be either completely revoked or at least uh, reduced some, and the decision is coming Monday, they think. So we should know by Monday. That's kind of the latest on the Zeke thing, and it looks like it's going to be less than six games, it looks like. Um, All right, let's finish this up. Rapid fire this thing here. We're at the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half. Your mic, your mic. Sorry about that. Radio. A little unexperienced here. Um, over on Jacksonville, I like teams that were hyped two years ago. and uh, You love Jacksonville this year. Yeah, I do. I don't think Bortles is like, I think he's bad, but people are treating him like he's the worst quarterback ever. A lot of talent uh, on defense. and Allen Robinson, Fournette, over. Yeah, they do have a lot of talent there. Six and a half seems low. Um, Kansas City is at nine. I really like the under here. Uh, I don't think they're very good this year. I agree. Uh, receivers really bad. Could see like that. You remember that no touchdown oh, thing? Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, I could see something like that happening again. The Chargers are seven and a half. I like their over a lot. It seems low. I like the Chargers this year. Yeah, I like the Chargers too. One of those teams that just always seems like something weird always happens to them. Right, injuries, injuries and Keenan yeah. Allen. And I, my thing on Keenan Allen is like he can't get hurt again. Right, it's th- it would be the third year in a row. So it's almost like you have to bet on him just based on the law of averages. Like, he's not going to get hurt again. No one gets hurt three years in a row, right? Yeah, you wouldn't think. Mike Williams already went down. Right. Uh, could be a big loss. But I, I like the Chargers. The Rams are five and a half. They're a pretty bad offensive team. Yeah. Uh, people like McVay a lot. I'd yeah. be lying if I said I knew a ton about him at this point. But um, I like that he's young and he's a head coach. That makes mm-hmm. me believe he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Trust the process. Um. I like Sammy Watkins, that addition. Um, I think Gurley could bounce back. You did I, draft I Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I don't. You're not going a golf over. guy, but. Well, apparently you are now. Yeah, I guess. Six, seven wins possible. Miami Dolphins is seven and a half. I don't know. Who knows? Throw, yeah, throw seems about dart. right. Yeah. I, I like Cutler and Devontae Parker. I like year. Parker a lot this year as a, as a late round guy. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, eight and a half. I like the over here. I like Minnesota's offense this year a lot. Yeah, really good defense. Really good defense. Um, I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan from Florida State. Yeah, I mean, that's a guy that the Eagles should have drafted. Oh, we talked about that plenty. Imagine this yeah. offense with um, 
a dynamic receiver out of the backfield who can run and catch. You mean Donald Pumphrey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, New England Patriots is 12 and a half. I mean, it's just impossible to bet the under on them, but I would not bet the over. I think this is a this is one of those an- opposite regression years where like people are so high on New England. They could easily just win 11 or 12 games and still they'll win a division. They can win their division with 9 wins. So like I wouldn't be shocked if they won less than 12 and a half games. Yeah, I agree with that take. Last year I was actually in Vegas uh before the start of the season and I put everything in my pocket on the Patriots over 10 and a half and it worked. But um this year People are talking about yeah. sixteen and L. Yeah, that yeah. that that kind of scares me off, and I, I agree with kind of what you're saying. They could take the foot, um, but I wouldn't medal. be like excited to bet under on Patriots. No, I, that would be crazy. Um, the Saints are at eight, and we talked about the Saints a little bit. We like the over. We we yep. touched on that a bunch. The Giants are at nine. I don't know what how I feel about the Giants this year. Yeah, I mean your um, your chart seems to like them because of coach quarterback. Yeah, but I mean the running it doesn't game, love the McAdoo, line. but um, yeah, it's more like kind of like what they've done in the past. They get in, they can make a run. Yeah, yeah, I can conceivably see them finishing last in the NFC East. To be honest, yeah, someone um, kind of like Mike was saying with the NFC South, right. it, it's tough to tough to predict the East. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Jets are at four and a half. There's no way anyone's taking the over on that. Right. Raiders are at 10. Yeah, there's uh, what they could win 13 last year. Yeah. So you, I would have think that they regress some. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go under. Me either. Uh, Eagles are at 8. Oof, this is the big one. The Eagles are at 8. Really? 8? Um, I'm going to go over. 9 and 7, 10 and 6. 10 and 6. Ten and six, and division championship. I think our defense is going to be very good. Division championship. When do they play Dallas? Do they do they play a late game with Dallas? Yeah, the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, See, they're going to play for the division with Dallas. Would be my prediction. I don't know if they're going to win that game, but I think they're I think they're right there at the end. I don't think that the Eagles' offense is much improved. Like I think it is improved, but I don't think it's nearly as good as we. Th- hoped it would be just because like they're after you know Tory smith is your number two is fine but then you have like nelson aguilar and mac hollins and it kind of gets ugly quickly and if someone gets hurt they'd be in trouble um not to say that i that i would bet on the under eight wins but i don't i don't know that they're a 10 win team this year yes yeah, it's tough division tough division yeah I, I think the defense might be really good this year you could be right uh steelers but we always say that about the eagles defense but they are solid everywhere now. With Darby, they are pretty strong at every level, which is exciting. Um, the Steelers are 10.5. I like the over. Yeah, I agree. San Fran's 4.5. Uh, I don't know. They're bad. Too, yeah, man. who cares? I wouldn't, wouldn't touch that. Waste too much time Seattle's 10.5. I think they have a legit shot to be really good again. I mean, they're, they're so good. Russell Wilson's so good. That team is just really, really good. I, I love Seattle. I totally agree. I yeah. think they're legit Super Bowl contenders. Me too. Not having been there in the last couple of years, I think they're itching to get back. Me too. Um, Tampa Bay is eight and a half. I would lean under just because everyone else is on the over. Yeah. I can see them being eight and eight and kind of underachieving a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Kind of depends on what the the juice is on that. Um, you know, if it's if right. you have to lay a lot for the over, which I feel like you might one thirty one thirty. That's not too bad. Um, 
Yeah, I would lean over. I like them, but not in love with it. Tennessee over eight and a half is minus one fifty five. Everybody loves the Titans, as do I. I really do. Their offensive line, their skill positions, their quarterback, their defense, their coach is. I mean, they they're just good. They're a good football team. I like them a lot. Yeah, but they win ten games last year, nine games last year. Yeah, I think nine. Um, didn't you know? Oh, you would say they improved this year. Yeah, I mean, Corey Davis, game, Rashard so. Matthews, Eric Decker, mm-hmm. Demarco Murray, Derek Henry. I mean, they're they're weak good. division. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would say. Over. Washington is seven and a half. I really like the over here. I like Washington this year. I think their offensive line is good. Quarterback's good. Terrell Pryor's good. Their defense is fine. I don't see how they got significantly worse. People made a big deal about Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, but they added Terrell Pryor. They get Jameson Crowder. They get Josh Doxson back. They have plenty of weapons on offense. Yeah, this team has a lot of potential. Um, I could see them winning 11 games. I could see them winning six games. True. Kind of one of those teams. Um, most teams are I like think, that, though, right? Yeah, most teams are like that, but I, I, I think Kirk Cousins is good, unfortunately. and um, Me too. I like Washington. He's kind of proven that over the last mm-hmm. two years. All right, there it is. Andrew Porter, Scott Krepp, Mike Angelina produced. Big Daddy is next. Thanks for hanging out. I'll podcast this show tomorrow. I'll tweet the link, A-N-D underscore Porter on Twitter. Follow me. Send me your fantasy questions. And I'll be back Sunday, 8 to 10 p.m. right here on WIP. Uh, WIP Sports Time is one fifty-eight. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 